get your broke ass audio on. Let's go. Oh my god, he even got the yeah. hat. I got the jersey, he's got the hat. This is it. <laughs> I was wondering, I was wondering if you're gonna rep that today, man. Yeah, thank you for the one year uh Christmas gift anniversary. You know, okay, yo, you're not 12 anymore, bro. What are you doing? What? What? Bro, I don't know if I cursed Colby, bro, because after I got you that. Oh, yeah, you kind of did, man. So I'm going to, I'm, 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 retur I'm returning this jersey right back to you. <laughs> Yo, me, so if there was any way, if there was any way to bring him back, we would burn the whole fucking forest down, bro. Oh, God. Oh, man. Yo, George, we finally, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed, bro. I can't, I can't, I, I, I have to say it with my chest, you are the worst. You're the most lev guy I've ever met. You're not even lev. You're actually Canadian lev. You're not even a full lev, but your time management skills, better add to win, win, better Yeah, exactly. Two what kids, bro. Two kids. Oh, oh, two. It's not feasible. Two, two kids. It's not feasible to be on time every time. Two kids. Bro, you couldn't even be on time when you had no kids. <laughs> Always there when you come. You are ho yo, by the way, by the way, this this podcast is already being recorded, so be careful what you say so you don't get incriminated. Uh we finally have George and George, and together we are two G's in a pod with Mr. Steroids, hey! Hey, brother, gun show in the house. Yeah, nah, we don't, we don't have no guns, but I, I could, oh, I don't have the sound effects. No guns allowed. Nah, no guns allowed. Forget the sound effects. We don't need any of that. Keep it straight, raw gutter, you know. Um, it's been ages. Uh, I know we're supposed to catch up. I guess this will be our, our, our catching up, you know what I'm saying? Look at George, already going back to work. Well, yo, well, tell me, first of all, before anything, forget all the podcast stuff. How is George Zahalan? Zahalan, according to your voicemail, how is George Zahalan? Zahazah's good, bro. He's, his brain is finally adjusted to not getting any sleep. Uh, that was going for on. Those of you who don't know, we just had our second child. Hey, Thank the good Lord. Congrats. Jaden Nadim George Zahalan. That's the full name. Jaden oh, yeah. Nadim George Zahalan, bro. We had to throw the Nadim hey. in there. Hey, oh wow, big ups to Laurie Optical. Laurie. <laughs> that's 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 a really intense name, man. Good looking out. That's that's a lot of uh, interesting because, names. Because for our first son, we put my brother and my father's name in it. Right. So now it was time to return the favor, you know, and give some of uh, the Ibrahim some shine. Because you know. God bless the boy, but him and his big bro already got the Ibrahim jeans popping up. I feel like, I feel like Jaden, I feel like, not Jaden, sorry. I feel like Jeremiah, uh, after seeing that last video of him finally talking and saying NBA player names, he... No way! He, say, he, say, he, he looks like you, but he sounds like his mommy. I find he sounds just like his mom. When he says that, I feel like it's Ibrahim incorporated right there. So I feel like those oh, Ibrahim genes are kicking in for real. It's the opposite. The kid, like, he is, he, he is pure Ibrahim in terms of, like, a behavioral and, you know, physical. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that he has from me is the stubbornness. That's yeah? It. What about his time management skills? Is he on time, too, or is he jaw ruling it? What is he doing? Yeah, he, he's terrible, bro. Like me, every morning it's a mission to get him to daycare. We're supposed to be there by eight o'clock, bro. Well, we don't show up till nine thirty sometimes, man. 
<laughs> wait, 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 what? 9.30? 9.30. He takes his time eating. He doesn't want to move. When I if move, you try you move. to take his food away, you go like this. Man, that face has been has been his thing since day one. I swear he's been making that face. Ever since I, I, I met him, he's always been making that face. And then if it's not that, it's super happy. There's no in-between with that boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, yep, and he's still like that. Yeah, man. Bless up to him. Up to him. Dude, big two, big two years old, man. That's yo, time is flying. Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half bro. Two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So two and a hizzle, uh, bro. Two and a hizzle. And how does he feel about being a big bro right now? Does he have any emotions? Does he have any any opinions on that? Like, how is he treating this brotherhood? He's very happy, man. He's very happy. He is uh He's very nice with him, shockingly. Um, Why wouldn't he be? I mean, that's his bro. No, but still, man, there was, I, I would assume that there was going to be some competition. Basically, man, he... Um, that's coming from you, by the way. Basically, he, uh, he... I think the guy was expecting more, to be honest. But he came home and he saw, you know, like a baby there who was just like on, on his back like this, just like... <laughs> <laughs> blank face he goes what's going on here you know he was trying to talk to him and says come play Jaden, play and i'm like no baby there's about six to eight months uh of <laughs> of uh of your brother being like static and then his personality will start coming out so. i love how you say static like as if your boy knows that and he probably knows how to spell it too i guarantee you he could spell better than his uh than his uncle's <laughs> Oh man! By the I'll way, tell you something. After this, I gotta send you a video. Tonight, I taped him. It's a twenty-minute clip where he finished a puzzle like this big on his own dinosaur puzzle. You got twenty him. minutes on a video? Yes. Oh yeah. Damn, bro, that's a lot, man. I don't know if my if because my you Apple moments, bro. Come on. I, I know, but I don't know if an Apple product like that could could contains so much greatness and that much. Android all day, brother. Nah, man, not even. It, you know, you know. I want to get into that. It's crazy because I do have a mixture of Apple and Android product users in my life, like friends and family. Family Pro Android are like extremely, like radical right Android users, right? And they hate Apple. And then the Apple people feel the same way about you. Like for me, I am all blue. You know, that's the only time when I'll say blue lives matter because it's those blue bubbles that pop up on the screen. Because outside of those blue lives, I don't give a shit about the other blue, bro. I'm yeah, man, I was going to say, this is a good way to get our podcast in a, in a shitload of trouble, bro, for sure. So, George is, for, for, for like the listeners, the viewers who are watching, listening, uh, they know, well, at least I want to let them know you are big on the Instagram life, yet somehow you're super anti-IG live. Can you fucking explain that to me? How come your own brother-in-law can come on with me, but you can't? So, okay, that's, I'm not anti- lie, 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 lie. Go. I'm not anti IG live. I just I find that it's a silly platform. Um, it's only good if we if there is a reason for people to turn in and to jump in. It's sorry to tune on to tune in and jump in. So, so, if it's so, just George S and Paul I, two like maniac ass trolls just talking shit. While Paul is doing his protein shake and all this, she's fucking doing his stuff. There's no need for that. You but anyways, George, 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 get to get to the reason that we're here, bro. Season two, 
of two G's in a pod. Come on, bro. Talk about it. Let's go. Big ups. Let's go. Is that what we're on? Season two? I'm pretty, I, I could have swore it's our third season if, if we're really being honest with you. If we keep it two. Season two three, whatever you. you want, bro. Because season one started in 2018. And then last year was season two. And now we're already on season three, except somehow it's our second episode in six months, which is really sad. Um, okay, honestly, don't worry. I promise, man. It's going to be changed up. And this, and this season, we're doing something a little bit different. We're not just going to sit and talk shit like we always do. We're actually going to have some very interesting guests, like addiction counselors, lawyers, collectors, athletes. There's going to be really interesting people that we're going to be bringing. What about former convicts? Can we talk to convicts? Maybe Akon or something? I don't know. It, it, listen, we don't actually have to know them, but you, it's always nice to hear from the perspective of someone who kind of went through some stuff. Don't you think? It's nice to hear, like, at least the ones who decided to get their life back together after, after the fact. That so, is actually a good point that you bring up because there is a podcast that I just started to actually listen to. Uh, I'm actually on my phone now to try to get you the name. It's one guy who's an ex-crip and one guy who's an ex-blood. And no, it's, it's a great podcast. Just, just uh, talk and I'm going to get that for you, bro. Give me a second. Well, I mean, I'm best of both worlds, which is why I'm rocking purple, right? Because you mix the crip, you mix the bloods, and you get what? You get the Lakers. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's just so many d different people in the world with different backgrounds that I'm, 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 I'm a very curious guy, right? Like that's why my name is George. Cause I'm curious, George. I like to know what's going on with people's lives, especially those with interesting backgrounds. Even this maniac right here next to me on the other side of the screen, he's got that neuroscience life going on. Um, he, he even has people in, on his team that we might potentially reach out to talk about mental health. We've, we've already covered mental health, but mental health is never going to be played out. Mental health is not even played out. Mental health is something it's that everyday struggle, bro. it's an everyday struggle is something that we take for granted, you know, sadly. And especially in the corporate world, when I see management and how pressing and how demanding they can be on their own employees. And then when you hear about those employees, how they get, they get burnt out, they start taking a toll on their, on their, on their health. So it makes you wonder, like, is it worth going this hard in the paint in the corporate world? Like, why has why life got to be like that? Why can't people just take it easy and take their time? Like, George takes his sweet-ass time to come on here and just be easy, be slow. That's the only time where I'll accept, you know, take it easy and take your time. Well, because it's a Real Talk podcast, George. Tell, like, George, get it off your chest, bro. Tell us what you really want to say. It, because it sounds like, bro, you got some beef with work or you got something going on. But tell us. No, there's no Get beef. Get off your chest, man. There's, not, there's no beef. Uh, I'm just really looking forward to 2021. I feel like it's nothing but great things to come for, for me at least. And for, you know, not just for me, but I feel like if people could just be a little bit more positive and be more ambitious and... Um, uh, optimistic, like great things will come to you, you know, like don't, don't let COVID really get to you. Yes. It, it may have hit, hit, like hit us really hard at first, but I, I feel like I overcame it and I'm just moving on from the show and the show must go on and I'm out here trying to prosper. Bro. I think it definitely hit some people very hard, particularly uh, it brought to light some of the mental health uh, obstacles that we deal with on a daily basis, yeah. which is why uh, we're going to be having um, 
which is why we're going to be having a person on the podcast who is an addictions counselor. Mm. And an addictions counselor um, is uh, somebody that helps to um, basically uh, try to talk to people on uh, on like their level, right? Because in recovery from drugs or gambling, whatever addiction or, or infliction you have, you always need to meet them at their level. So yeah. um, it's good th that you definitely like brought that up because as some people might or might not know, addiction is a mental health illness and COVID has affected the addictions population, I think the most out of anyone. Um, and it will give us some insight into how fragile the mind can be, how, um, how dangerous it is when you don't take care of your own mental health and how it's easy to lose yourself. So that's what we, you know, we don't want to ever have happen. So. Is this counselor from the Canadian Center of Substance and Abuse by any chance? She's not. She works for me actually at my pharmacy at Centertown Pharmacy. Oh, you're talking which, about this person. Got you. Yes, okay. All right. Which is an addictions pharmacy. And basically, um, uh, we have her on board so that people can talk to her, right? Because at the end of the day, bro, the problem is, is that, yes, you could put like drugs in a person's life or give them other prescriptions, try to try to actually help them out in some way, shape or form. But at the end of the day, um, trying to give a, give a prescription for something to help a drug problem is not enough. You need to actually talk to somebody. So that's why our pharmacy was the first one and the only one to actually have an onset addictions counselor. And I want to bring her, her uh, on because A, she has great insight as uh, to the mental health illnesses that inflict all of us, how to deal with stress and she also wrote an article that was published in, uh, in a local Ottawa newspaper about how CERB has been deadly and fatal to the addictions community because you're putting a lot of money in the hands of people that um, don't know how to deal with a lot of money. So that's all I'll say for that because I want to leave the rest yeah, 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 yeah. Let her, let her sell herself. Let her speak up and let her, you know, big, like just in, give us a lot of insight on her end because I'm very curious and I'm very interested in this topic. Why? Because it's a huge epidemic I find. And you know, what's really weird is that when I think of Ottawa, I don't think of Ottawa as a city that suffers from this. I don't know why, but I guess maybe I'm not as, um, open-minded with how big our city really is like it's a freaking capital of the country and it's a really big tourist attracted like attraction city but in terms of people who live here and people who try to um you know raise families and stuff like that yo it's a really big population out here like what, what's our population bro do you have any idea of what of ontario of ottawa just, or just ottawa period like the whole uh, ottawa so region currently i just checked it up as of like this year, actually, sorry, as of 2017, which is really outdated. Sorry. So 2020, we're up to 1.4 million people. 
So we got to add 1.4.0001 because Jaden's here. So we got to, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure that report came out before. Oh, man, our false wants. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. I'm looking forward to that. So line that up for us, please, if you may. And uh, yeah. please don't wait till the month of May. Uh, I want this like ASAP. I mean, it doesn't have to be ASAP, but like sooner the better, you know, because we, 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 we had already uh join forces and you brought this idea to me way back in the summertime of having special guests um you know to that have interesting backgrounds and i did bring that up also on ig live to try to hype up the crowd whoever is tuning in whoever but i don't know man are these listeners you think they ready for this stuff bro because i feel like i feel like our our, our demo audience our demo our demo like our demographic consists of people who are only there to scroll their thumbs and not actually engage in in something like this because it's so important for people to know what's really going on in our country or even in our city um that it's like damn bro i feel like they're just more consumed by celebrityism if that makes any sense (laughs) i mean um people will be really um excited to have all these guests on i am particularly excited for sure uh at the uh, at the prospect of having this awesome addictions counselor on. I'm also excited because two other confirmed guests are a friend of mine who is a defense lawyer mm-hmm. who was a refugee that fled from Serbia. Uh, she has uh, a lot of interesting stories. And then the other gentleman is a collector. Um, and he has... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, a bill collector? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like a collector collector, i.e. he um, was a big sports card collector, then Pokemon cards, now he's into watches, and he comes actually from a long line of family members that are also collectors, and um, he, uh, he's, he is extremely eloquent, and he has some awesome stories, and it's definitely exciting to hear this kind of stuff because... Um, uh, there's been a, there's been a surge or a rise in the amount of collectors around now, like Pokemon, sports, etc., have all exploded. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's pertinent, and I think it will attract a lot of people, especially people who have interests or who had interest in card games like Magic, Pokemon, sports cards, etc growing up or even until now. So he's a really interesting dude. So these are just a couple of the ones that we have planned. Uh, and I'm sure George over there on his end, he's definitely going to be working to get some of his awesome, some of his awesome guests on because he um, knows a lot of people all over the place. Uh, and uh, I, I, I do my thing. I mean, I might try to line up Obama or something. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I would love to have Obama on, but I mean, I might have to go through a few people for that. Uh, yo, so George, uh, I, 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 I want to talk more about the cards, but I want to save that for your boy, for your special guest, the, the, the yes, bill collector, sir. sorry, the card collector, yes, the sir. Uh, special item collector. Um, <clears throat> I want to shift over towards the entertainment side of things real quick because COVID obviously put a halt to a lot of production. And uh, I know you, 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 you were uh, at some point during one of our uh, former, our previous episodes, 
we talked about like uh, upcoming releases for like um marvel shit right the marvel movies and all that what's the latest on that you're you are our, our inside reporter on this shit tell me what's going on with that so basically bro um the movies that were going to be coming out and i mean it goes for all big like blockbuster movies i am like a I love going to the movies. Like George knows, that's one of my favorite things to do. So it's been definitely hard. I have about 80 free movies on my scene card that God knows what's going to happen. Because if all, if all of the damn theaters close, I'm not going to be able to watch any of them. But anyways, um, uh, so either they've all been bumped to next year or they're going to be released on different platforms like Crave, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc. So... I don't know. Honestly, um, this year was not supposed to be that good of a movie year. Next year is huge. We got like uh, a bunch of good, solid films coming out. King Kong vs. Godzilla, Mortal Kombat, you know, like a reboot of that, which is which has been 10 years in the making. Uh, Venom 2, which is my personal favorite. Anyone who's been to the Man Cave knows. Slash uh, your Halloween costume every year. <laughs> every single year for the last five years. Uh, the third installment of Spider-Man. Uh, so there's a lot of shit going down next year. So I'm really pumped about that. Uh, I don't really care that there was a lot of movies canceled this year uh, or pushed till next year. But I don't know, man. We'll see what goes down. Right. Uh, but HBO Max is going to be bumping very soon because all of the big DC movies, including King Kong, Versus Godzilla, uh, the aforementioned Mortal Kombat, all those movies which are owned by Warner Brothers, who, if you don't know, they own DC and they own HBO. They're going to be bringing everything out next year at the same time on HBO Max slash Crave in Canada mm -hmm. and in the movie theaters if they're open. So... We're going to be able to actually watch these in the comfort of our own home if we're not yet comfortable going to the movies, which I hope we, we will be. Uh, it all depends on the amount of people who take the vaccine and who trust the science and who stop listening to uh, all, all of these conspiracy theorists out there that are talking out of the left side of their, their ass. There are you know what. So... I'm so glad you mentioned HBO Max. You know, if if you feel, we all know the way you feel about Marvel, DC, all of those superhero stuff, right? Well, yeah. that's how I am with HBO series and products that come through. Really, I love the shit out of HBO. If there's the, the if there's one network that I truly love and I appreciate and I admire the stuff that they have on there, it's HBO, and I'm so thankful for HBO and all the stuff that they've given us throughout all these years. And I still have plenty, plenty ways to go, right? In terms of the shows that they've, they've put out. I tried to go back onto Game of Thrones. I went back to watch that like a few weeks ago and I still yeah. haven't even finished season one. Why? Because I'm still not understanding the hype around the whole fantasy dragons and knights. It's and too long, bro. It's too long. Uh, honestly, I tried to watch the very first episode and I couldn't, man. I could not. Yeah. So I, th that was my second run. And I was told you just got to keep going. You got to keep going. It gets more intense. I, I kind of get it more now, now that I watched it for a second time, but it's still not like my favorite thing to watch. It's not even close to being my favorite thing. So 
I guess this is, would be our segment where we put each other on what we've been watching lately. Cause I mean, yo, we've had a lot of time to do that and um, speak. So since I'm on HBO, well, first things first, I got to give a shout out to our boy, Fresh Prince, the, the, the Fresh Prince reunion uh, show. Did you get it? Did you get, did you watch that? I did not watch it because I no longer subscribe to Crave. Ah, um, we honestly, bro, uh, but I am going to once all of those films come out because I want to watch them. Right. But uh, I stopped because it was simply the, the channel or the network that we watched the least. And with the coronavirus and people being stupid, going outside all the time and, and just going completely rampant, uh, these channels or these uh, apps were making so much content, bro, it was hard to keep up, you know? I agree. So, um, yeah, I can't say I watch anything HBO. I've always had an appreciation for them. Uh, George, if you are a fan of HBO, I'm sh- tell me, for the love of God, that you watch The Sopranos. I, I, I did, but I, I, it's kind of like game. No, of you didn't. No, no you no, didn't. Cause no. you stutter step right there, bro. Yeah, I, I did you. a hezzy. I know. I pulled a hezzy on you. No, I, I only watched the first two episodes and I, I, I just didn't go back to it. And by the way, because I'm so good at rating people, I knew, I knew you were, you were going to bring up the Sopranos because you can't mention HBO without talking about Sopranos or the I Infamous love Sopranos. or the goat, the wire. So the wire I haven't seen The Wire. I haven't seen The Wire. Everyone tells me to watch The Wire. I haven't. But I, I know it's blasphemous, but it's just as blasphemous that you haven't seen The Sopranos, nor have you watched Breaking Bad. Well, excuse you? What are you talking about, Breaking Bad? Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. You sorry. must got the wrong George in this bitch, man. I do have the wrong George, actually. Yeah, yeah I, you, you definitely do, man. Who, boy? Boy? <laughs> Listen, thank, listen. Thank God you love Breaking Bad, bro. Listen, Jason Kidd, out here blowing me kisses at the free throw line. <laughs> Yo, listen, Breaking Bad was something that I watched way back. And in fact, 2019, last year, I watched it again. Like, that's how much I was into that show that I watched again. And I watched El Camino, okay? Just so that I could put you in your place. I finally watched El Camino about four months ago. And it thank was God. Great. It yeah, you, you, you felt it good, good, because good. I, I, I avoided giving you spoilers when, it's, when, the, when the thing came out, and I'm glad you watched it. I felt like it was a good way, like a good um, closure, I guess if you want to call it that. It was a nice yeah. way to close, you know, end of a chapter for that, for that really um, critically acclaimed show. Um, so The Wire and, and Sopranos, right? Those are like the two one a and one b of the wire like those uh the wire those are the one a and one b of hbo so that i guess you and i were even now because you didn't watch one and i didn't watch the other so i guess this is our point this is the moment where we should try to get into that if you find a way maybe i'll send you one of those legal slash illegal streaming sites if you're able yeah i know my bad feds if you're listening um well because we know they're listening bro because they banned us from uh from putting any song J- of Jay-Z. Jay-Z in the chat. Ah, yeah. Hover. By the way, uh, a happy belated birthday to that motherfucker. Uh, friggin' 51-year-old geezer. Um, George, and I finally watched something that you've been dying to put me on. And you know what, which movie I'm about to say, right? I know. What is it? Ibn, Ibn Khalte Vinny, man. <laughs> My cousin Vinny in his piece. The best, bro. 
the best. But why? Okay, explain to me what made it the best to you. Like, why did you love this uh, movie so much? Because I've watched better. I'm sorry to say this. I watched better. It had a lot of funny ass moments. Because I'm not gonna lie to you, Joe Pesci is one funny ass dude. Especially Joe Pesci with that, is the man, bro. With that big ass hair piece, because there's no way that's his real hair. I don't know. But whatever the case is, I want to know what it is but that this was the one. Us. But that is one of my favorite movies of all time. I can't tell you why, bro. I don't know why. It just every scene there's a laugh, and it's hard. Listen, listen. Okay, there's only been three movies, George, three movies ever where I've laughed at almost every scene. Okay, My Cousin Vinny, Super Bad, and oh. The Hangover, the first one. Yeah. <laughs> These movies, bro. When I tell you, I laughed the whole way. I laughed the whole way. Just those are my top. Those are, in fact, in my top five all-time favorite movies, generally, and obviously my top three comedies. Like these. Wow, that's a yeah, really uh, that's a really bold statement to make. With all the movies that have ever come out in the entire history of entertainment, like you, you would actually put those in your five, bro. You must have not watched that many movies, then I guess outside I've of Marvel. I've seen a ton of comedies, bro, but those are the ones, man. Those. Yo, uh, I think I know why you love this so much because you and Joe Pesci are the same height. <laughs> who knows man i had to throw in the job I, I, I missed it i missed making the jokes and i love making these jokes i'm hoping that these jokes still make you feel the same way where you don't take offense to it because if you do then i'm gonna go even harder i'm sorry <laughs> now nah, man i know i know you know it's because, all us. no it's probably because we both have a uh we probably both have like a Napoleon complex, bro. Because this guy is dominant in that whole movie, you know? So. Yeah. And in fact, you know what bothered me about the movie? The Karate Kid who started who started off the movie, I felt like he was going to play a more pivotal role. The guy completely disappeared once once uh, Vinny came in, onto the scene. Yes. yes. Like, why, why, why did they do that to the Karate Kid, bro? Um, because, like... Bro, the whole case, I don't know if you noticed about the movie, but it's such a good movie because it started off as being all about the murder case, spoiler alert, but it's not, yeah. right? This actually becomes a secondary thing. The primary thing is this guy's like mission to learn the law, to be a good lawyer, and to outsmart this town of people. So the story evolves. I do agree, bro, like Danny LaRusso took his took took, you know, like a back seat, but it really wasn't his movie. But they should make a second one and have them both come back in some way, shape, or form. Because it's just a great movie, man. Yeah, and then just at least give them more of, of, a, of a, mon a dialogue or something because I felt like uh, LaRusso was pretty good, you know, starting off. And he had like a, you know, he had a good presence in there. But then once, once Joe Pesci came on, and by the way, shout out to his on-screen fiance girlfriend yo she yo, she, was, she was gorgeous in that movie uh uh whatever her name is but like i've seen her in a few other movies too but she her was name really... is marissa tomei bro. yeah marissa tomei fresh out of bk brooklyn marcy projects brooklyn's finest yeah so she was there too and i was like damn this girl knows more about cars than george uh definitely she knows more as far are you crazy? Of course. Yeah, bro. yeah. Her her car her car game is insane, and I I feel like if that character was here in in our city, 
you would have probably went to her to get your little freaking Nissan Altima, whatever it is you're working on these days. You would have boosted that shit. Yo, what is it with you and cars, bro? We need to we need to address this. This is also another low key ele elephant in the room. Like I don't understand with you and cars. Because the first time I met you, you popped up in one of one of the the cars from from Fast and the Furious. And like you never looked back. I was like, "What's up with these cars? The 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 Nismo, and uh, I don't know what this new blue Crip car that you have now. Uh, what is this new car that you have? Is it new? Is it old? That was the Skyline, like, bro. Oh, the Nissan Skyline. Skyline. Yeah. So did you have that or, or already at some point, or did you get it this year? This is brand new, bro. This is basically the older version of my white Nismo GTR, man. Bro, this guy's collection of all types of things. I feel like I should interview you on collections because you got all those damn figureheads, those bobbleheads in, in the man cave. You got Pokemon cards on deck. In fact, I remember you sold a bunch of binders just, you know, because you wanted to, to, to get some, some more money. So you sold them for a really large chunk of money. Remember that? Uh, I did, bro, but I still, I, I still have a lot of them. And I... Um... And I started like to recollect them back around like March, April. So uh, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm pumped. I feel like I, 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 in a sense, I reconnected, you know, with my childhood. So how does someone start recollecting Pokemon cards in 2020 in the era that we live in? How do you do oh, that? There are Facebook groups. There's like forums where. People trade like there's a lot of shit, but there's like so many ways. Right? So do you end up meeting these people kind of like us when you? Um, started? So we don't really meet in person because of COVID, but we basically like trade cards or we buy from each other, all this stuff, and it's uh, it's very, it's very much uh, almost like a nostalgia, bro, because it takes you back to your childhood. And in fact, it, it actually makes me regret selling them like two or three years ago when I did in the first place, um, because um, there's like a part of you that leaves and you're just trying to ignore it and say, oh, you're grown up now. Don't worry about it. But it's always a part of you. And Pokemon for myself was like a refuge um, from like a tough childhood. And I actually used to have a lot of fun, me and my brother or my best friend would go to the Saint Laurent Mall here in Ottawa every Sunday or every other Sunday they had a Pokemon tournament in the food court and only the real OGs know about this. I feel like you've talked to me about this but I maybe yes. oh, yeah 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 so they would close off you know like a section and it would be great because there would be like promo cards that these are like exclusive cards that you get for taking part. And they had tournaments all across Ottawa and they would invite the best players to go to centralized places like Toronto and all this stuff. So it was just great fun. And it was a refuge away from a tough childhood, a childhood where I got bullied a lot. And um, I felt like when I sold them, I sold a part of that. Right. And I was always trying to like, uh, <clears throat> I was always trying to replace it with other hobbies or other things and I could never, but now that I, <clears throat> I like, I essentially have back almost my entire collection. I feel whole again. Mm. Like it's weird. I don't know, but it's, it's, it's a good feeling, but it's weird. You Hillcrest sure. hillbilly. <laughs> yeah. Hillcrest hillbillies pulling up at the food court. And, and you know what? I mean, like, like bless up to all y'all for having this because not everyone has that 
mindset where like that kind of nostalgia, like my nostalgia is playing Bop It. Or like if let's say Crazy Bones came out of the blue, out of nowhere okay, and they yeah. start or Pogs, 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 I would are... be hella down to play Pogs again because I remember having the Space Jam Slammer. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to the Slammer, shout out to Space Jam. And uh, I think they're gonna bring Space Jam too, by the way. Yes. So I wanted to tell you this. There's a podcast, George, which had like a LeBron James episode very recently, part one and part two. Yeah, him and his boy RJ Coconut Head. Yes. Oh my! But tell me that you heard the whole podcast, but did you hear it? I didn't hear or watch because oh, I saw videos. Oh, oh, I just oh, saw oh, like no. I saw. I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. This is an uncensored LeBron. This is the first time where you see him in in, in his true, honest, oh, open self, bro. Yeah. He's so candid, and he even talks about Kyrie and how he was hurt when Kyrie said on Katie's podcast that he finally has, like, a clutch player with him. And he talked about other other things that were just super interesting, and he talks a lot about Space Jam, too. He gives a lot of, of, of like, hints, right? So it's not actually Space Jam 2. It's not a part two of, of the first one. Uh, it's called Space Jam New Legacy. So yeah, yeah. he's trying, just like he's been doing his whole career, trying to distance himself from MJ. And he basically is, um, he said that, uh, and this is all he said, that the story is about he and his son, who in, in the film also plays basketball. They actually have a rift and his son loses like trust in him because he's not being a good father to him. He's trying to push him in all like the wrong ways as a sports dad. And the movie is about him trying to regain the trust of his son. All the, all the while, um, there is actually, you know, like a visit from Bugs Bunny and these guys, and they have a basketball game to play to beat some people. And right. Everyone was like, oh, are you talking about the Monstars? He goes, well, they're monsters, but we don't call them the Monstars. So and that's pretty much all he said. And the guy did say that there are some very good NBA players in it. I think we all know, like, Dame is in there, uh, like, Clay Thompson as well. So I'm actually excited. And they timed the film release for when things should be back to normal with COVID. It's coming out June I forget, but June 2021. So hopefully enough people have got the vaccine by then. We, have, we all have gotten some extent of like uh, basically some vast herd immunity and we're all back out there. So I'm excited about that. That is definitely a movie I want to watch in theaters. I want to support Braun. I want to support the film. I loved the first Space Jam. It was obviously like a top five movie for me as a kid. So I'm excited about part two for sure or the next installment the next say. legacy or the new legacy or whatever yes yeah. yo that's but cool really good podcast bro it is yeah. a good episode part I one mean, and part so from my perspective from what i've seen because there were multiple clips that were online right like the video version and he talked about like the mark gasol like he's holding my defensive player of the year trophy at his crib i laugh because lebron is at a point in his life where he just doesn't give a shit anymore and he's that's already, what I like about this podcast. And it's he's a, already like, like, yeah, sure. Coming from a guy who's a hater, but from a non-biased perspective, yes, he cemented himself. I'll admit he, he's done a lot of things in his career on and off the court, especially off the court. And he is at a point in his life where he doesn't have to be so careful with what he says because he knows 
like where he's at, what his value is to the world, to the league. And uh, on top of that, like he's what, 18 years in now. He's about to enter 18 years, but 18th year of his illustrious NBA career. So proud of him, man. And, uh, but you know what though? I have to say this, man. NBA players are divas and they need to, they need to stay away from all this crap, the social media stuff, because um, social media, I think, has caused way too much um, rifts and, 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 and tips. Like a lot, of, a lot of emotional bullshit going on and diva tendencies coming from a lot of these players uh, who like to express themselves online, like Paul George, for example. And Damian Lillard is actually really active on there as well. And he's just, he's actually a guy that I feel like is similar to LeBron in a sense that he does, never holds back with what he says. He just says it how it is. Oh, uh, no. No, actually, I don't agree with you. Braun was uh, very, um, he was the opposite. He was very politically correct. He always wanted to come off as like the good guy now because he has the fourth chip. He truly doesn't have to prove anything to anyone anymore. And I'm so proud of him for that. But no, he's straight up, bro. He's straight up. Now he doesn't give a shit. But Braun was never like that. Braun was never like that. I can tell you right now. Oh, I'm not saying that he was always the no Fs given kind of guy. Like the guy was always trying to be like the, you know, like the image of the NBA, the poster boy of the NBA, right? Like the, the face of the NBA. And, yeah, yes. and I still feel like he is till this day. Like no one's going to be better than LeBron. Even if Giannis wins two MVPs back to back and he wins defensive player of the year as well. He admitted himself that LeBron's the best player. If the MVP is saying that, then that tells you that tells you enough. Like that says enough on who LeBron really is, right? Yep. Um, definitely. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy who grew up being a LeBron hater because I just was never about the LeBron hype. I was not on the LeBron hype train. I seen people just like yourself always talking about him, like as if he's a god, and always bigging him up this and bigging him up that. I don't like that. I just didn't like it. And plus, I already had a my own personal bias right here you dig like this is it right here shout out to this guy right here who got me this bias gift right here you know what i'm saying so with that being said um i'm not a lebron hater i just don't like his 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 politics i don't like the way he politics in the nba right because the guy is acting like he's front office for the most part these last no i think people put him there bro no i think so I think that you, A, you can't call yourself a true basketball fan if you don't appreciate his greatness. And I feel like that you're always trying to shit on him. Part B of that is that he's not trying to thrust himself into the head office role. The NBA has been doing that themselves since he was 17 years old. So if you couple that, right, with like feeding his ego from the NBA and all this stuff, with the fact that he is the best player of our generation because the two of us were not like old technically enough to really enjoy MJ. Like MJ I find was like our parents' generation or yeah. if we had like a really much older sibling, then yeah, but not for, for us. Like it doesn't, no. He's the best player of our generation, right? And think of all the players from our generation. He's better than them. He has like better stats across the board. He just won his fourth ring. No, bro, be honest with yourself here, okay? I'm an AI lover, and I can't say that. And I'm sorry, but you, but you can't say the same thing about Kobe, about these guys. So he, he A, was constantly 
he was getting his ego stroked since he was 17. And he's been the best player. He has the best stats. He's going to have the most points when it's all said and done. He's probably going to be top five assists, top 10 boards. He's, he, he's going to be one of the best players ever. And he has technically like the right to actually say all this. And I'm sorry, but as a Lakers fan, even though you're texting me and, oh, I hope your Heat win, I, I can't stand LeBron. When the guy took the, like, the Larry OB and he put it up, again, up like this, I'm sure you were proud of the fact that this guy, like, willed this team in the bubble, which was one of the hardest chips to win, bro. Straight up. Come on. First Come on. of all, uh, some props, bro. Come on. Can you, can you let me speak about it so I could tell you so that I could shit right back on you? I'm not going to shit on you. I'm going to just tell you like it is, like how I see it. I'm proud for the Lakers organization because I'm a Lakers fan at the end of the day. Uh, I'm very uh, proud of what the team looks like. You know, they're, they're great. They're a great assembly of, of players. Uh, the new acquisitions are great too. And, um, I just want consistency with this because with this organize this franchise because I want consistency with this organization because they are a franchise to me. Okay, historic. They are one of the best franchises in the history of sports. Right? Uh, you compare them to the Celtics. You compare them to like the Patriots. Lakers are are really up there. Like they've they've tied. No, no, no. Hold on. Let me let me speak because you you talk a lot. Let me talk. I'm gonna tell you right now. They we, did not tie. They did not tie with the Celtics. Almost half of their titles were when they were in Minnesota, bro. OKC doesn't count the chips that the Supersonics won. So you can't count the chips that were won with the Minnesota Lakers. You, 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 sure, you, you sure about that whole OKC thing? Or are you going to go do some fact-checking for me? I promise you, bro. They don't hang those banners up. LA is the only team in sports to hang up the banners of a previous town they were in. Do uh, your own research. I'm telling uh, you. It, it, yeah, look, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, they, uh, at least for our, you know, during our lifetime, they've been one of the best, right? We got the Lakers. We got the Bulls. We got the Spurs. We got Golden State. We got Miami Heat. And now there's like a Lakers resurgence, right? And uh, They're going to be good for a long time, bro. They just got AD for five years, you know? And if you got someone like AD, who's one of the top players in the league, who in fact got potentially robbed from a defensive player award, uh, what could really go wrong there? You know, as long as the guy stays healthy, uh, then, then I don't see. And on top of that, look at the new talent. Yo, they've widened their bench. That bench is looking really, really, really strong right now. The only player that I'm sad that they could not keep, and it's because he frankly wanted too much money, he cashed out in Atlanta, was Rondo. That's the only one that like might affect them, but I will say that um, Rondo. I mean, like the guy. I don't know if he's gonna like give you that that same performance ever again. And they did get a very suitable backup in his place named Dennis Schroeder. So I mean, oh, it's not gonna man. be that bad. Schroeder is solid, man, and even more Great solid than him so far. Was that? It is a great team, man. It is a great team. Yeah, so far. It's, it, it, it's already looking strong to be like a candidate for another, like a championship team, right there. That's a strong championship caliber team. And my biggest acquisition, in my opinion, is Trez, bro. Woo, Montrez. He's bro, very he, limited, bro. 
but he's very limited. Well, like the guy, the guy was was delivering. He was performing these numbers last season off the bench, and he won, he, he won what six men of the year. I understand. The problem is um, he does not um, show up in big games, and it's and depending on the matchup, his defense is very suspect, and he sometimes is unplayable. That's why they didn't play him down at the stretch when they were getting smacked by, by, by the Nuggets. So, I mean, he's, he's better than JaVale, than like D12. He's better than those guys for sure. Great pickup. Him with Marc Gasol is going to be very interesting. Um, but the most important thing was that you locked up AD for five years. And I was happy he was candid and he was honest. He said, I signed five years because I have an injury history. I don't want to risk it. Good for him, bro. Because I was like, man, if this guy signs a, a two plus one or a three year, it's going to suck because LA gave up everything. So it's good that he got the five year, 200 million. I, I, I'm sorry. You lost me at the injury thing. What does that have to do with anything? Like he's an injury prone player. Is that what you said? No, it's what he said. So well, why is he saying that? What does that have to do with him signing five years? Isn't because, it like because he... There was a lot of chatter. He was only going to sign a two or three year deal and be yeah. like a free agent soon. So they offered him both. They would have obviously preferred him pick the five year, and he ended up picking the five year. And he said, "Me and my family and my agent talked, and we picked the five year because I have an injury history. Because he has he every year since since he's been in the league, I think he's missed at least sixteen games a year. At least there's yeah. even a couple of years where he's missed over twenty. Uh, and in fact, there was one year where he missed 30 something, remember? So he constantly has things and all of these little things. And to be honest, when, when I think it was in game, it was in game five, bro, or game six that he, what the that game he, no, oh, the, the little like tweak injury. there, the little, the little tweak slash injury. Yeah. One, one, yeah. One of the later games. Yeah. 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 So anyways, after that, I'm like, man, this guy's going to be out. Cause he has a track record of being out but he forced his way back in and apparently as for the podcast if you listen to it with braun he played with a a tear in his foot for the whole bubble which is pretty wow. impressive yeah so you know you know what i think led him that motivated him to keep playing is because of the team that he's on he knew that he's on a championship team and he knew that he had braun by his side and braun is a tank so he wasn't going to be the weak weak link here like at all so I'm glad that he forced his way out of that and he played through it because we got people, legendary players like Iverson and Kobe who have played through a lot of horrible shit and they played through them. Like they've played through them. Yeah. That's you gotta, you, I mean, I mean, he's, I mean, uh, and that's, that is what it takes to win, bro. If you really want to get that chip, bro, you got to do that. Right. So I'm trying to find the biggest, like, so what of 2020 were like the biggest stories, okay? Because, right. Because uh, there was a lot that happened, right? So um, basically, uh, I was planning to talk about how like the coronavirus got so bad in all of the countries that were trying to gloat, like Norway and like Sweden and, and, all, and all these countries were saying, oh, we're not going to do, you know, like a lockdown. Everything's going to be fine. They now have the worst, like, death rate than 
any countries in like the whole world and shit. So, yeah, so I was yeah. actually just going over all of that shit. But anyways, go on. I so in regards to this and countries who 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 function differently than North America does. Like I've seen countries, I think it's like some of the Caribbean countries because they like the islands, the countries that are like based on islands and shit, they have nothing going on. I think like Cayman Islands, they are COVID. I don't know if it's Cayman Islands or somewhere around that region of the world where there's no cases at all because it's less populated and people are actually like safe. Like I've actually heard about, I, I think I may have read about it or it was through word of mouth where there's a part there's there's certain countries or maybe even one country only that has no cases at all and it's safe so that's why people are are living their lives regularly without worrying about catching anything and spreading something but uh i think also in the middle east people are living their lives normally too not not lebanon because i know lebanon is horrible right now every country is not man no are you crazy I think it was maybe in Dubai or one of those Saudi Arabia because they have like those, you know, like those are like the rich countries. They have these gigantic malls and people are just casually going in there and it seems like it's a really crowded place. But again, these were because I seen like videos of these little things like that. So, um, but I would have to do a little bit more research on that because this is all speculation slash not facts. I don't yeah, know. and I, I don't know. this whole part I would take out because it's very wrong, actually. Like, the Arab <laughs> countries, like <laughs> unfortunately, the Arab countries are some of the worst hits. In the I know world. this because my dad is there and he told me what's going on. Like, he's with still the, there? With, Fuck, what is he doing there, man? Oh, he's, he's, he's doing his podcast in Lebanon. <laughs> no, he's, he's, yo, he's got, he's got a life there too, bro. He's a man who's got two different lives, a Canadian life and a Lebanese life. I know. Yes. You know the story. Of course, but bro, speaking of the blast, like, is he okay? Like, shit, what happened, man? Oh, no. Well, first of all, uh, the blast happened before he even left. He's been gone only for about two months now. He'll be back sometime in the new year, like around Feb, which is a horrible time to come back to Canada when you think about it. Like, who the fuck? It's, it's like so chilly and depressing, bro. Sure. It is. It's like, why would you go from a depressive state of whatever in Lebanon to coming back to depressive Canada? Like, what are you trying to do? Are you listening to Joe Budden yeah. music or something? What was wrong with you? Crazy. You know, mood music. Imagine my dad listening to mood music. <laughs> he would but, say, what the fuck is this shit? But at the end of the day, though, he's uh, he's doing good. And, and I because I did ha I do have family in Lebanon. So I immediately reached out to him and asked him, please tell me that everyone is good over there. They're safe because it was a horrible tragedy after everything they've already been going through with all the economic crisis and all that and lives being lost the wars that they've been going through you know what you know the deal with lebanon man like it doesn't take rocket science to know that there's a lot of bs going on in that country but to add insult to injury like come on man like it, it sucks but uh in terms of like families uh, people related to me everyone is okay and, you know, at right now, currently, they do have a lockdown procedure where they have, like, these tight curfews. You got to be home okay. by a certain time. So they got to follow protocol. And that's that. Interesting. Yes. I, um, like, I do have a friend of mine. He got donations from people and he went to Lebanon and he actually, like, $20,000 American worth. And he bought people, like, fridges and brand new doors and appliances and stuff. 
people that wow. were affected very close wow. to the blast radius. Yeah, it was like amazing. That is really great, man. That is awesome. Wow. He's fantastic, shout bro, for shout sure. Out to, shout out to him for doing that. Shout out to everyone who made genu- generous and genuine donations for a great cause because this is really bad. For the people who actually show love, even the celebrities who don't even really know what goes on in the Middle East, but when they see something like this that was trending, they took action and they went and, you know, they spoke about it and they've made donations. And, and like, that's what I appreciate at the end of the day. But um, at the same time, um, I don't know, man. I feel like one thing that I have an issue with, and this is actually something that I had a really big in-depth conversation with my cousin, Andrew. You remember cousin Andrew? Um, Andy and Jimmy. Yeah, shout out to them, right? But Andrew... He, he, he was devastated by this blast, like very devastated because me and him, we were supposed to link together. We wanted to do an ep- We actually wanted to get together and do, do some recording together, me and him. And because he, because he felt so devastated, uh, it had to be, po- we, he, he wasn't able to come because that day that it happened was when me and him were supposed to see each other and he postponed because the guy was too devastated. And when we did talk to each other, he started to ask himself like, like, do people really care? Like, like, again, like I'm not quoting him verbatim, but basically like just to get the gist of it, it was more of um, like, what are people's true genuine feelings towards like what's going on in the world? Like, are people really that caring or that aware of what's going on on the other side of the planet? Because they're all the way over there and we're all the way here. And because what's going on there doesn't normally concern us and on, on our daily, like our, on our like, daily basis lives um it's like he he was just questioning the the authenticness like the authenticity of how people truly feel because when something happens like a tragedy happens people show love for one day and then the next day they forget about it yeah i know so i guess that would have been the best way to describe it that's pretty much what he was getting at people show love for a very brief moment and then they go back to the regular schedule program the next day and him and I, we both came to a conclusion that we don't like that because like, if you don't truly care about the cause, then why do you like, you might as well not talk about it, period. Right. I mean, that's just, that's just my, my, my point of view on that. I mean, true. uh, But you can't hate on people for actually responding like that because it goes back to mental health. I'm telling you. So some people cope by, trying to overcome something or trying to like trying to address it head on and being active and doing what's best. Other people, they try to tuck it away and not think about it. So while you're thinking, Oh, they don't care. They do, but they just cope with it a different way. You know what I mean? Like I lost uh, a childhood friend of mine the other day. He died at the age of 32. Uh, God rest your soul, Paul Fortin. Um, Sorry he to hear died that, in, in, in the hospital actually he was there for three days and um, uh, I, I was very affected for the first one or two days and then by day three I like grieved so much for those two days and I addressed it so intensely those first two days so I was able to get over it again I mean I'm still not over it I'm always thinking about him and I'm going to his profile on Facebook every day, but I'm not as sad as I was because I've adjusted, right? So no, 
I don't think it's fair for you or Andrew to judge people like that. People deal with their own like mental health issues in their own way. However, I would say that people were very helpful for back home and I was very proud of, of the Lebanese people who were trying to stick up for themselves. Right. Uh, and I hope that they continue to do that. So, for sure. So, again, my condolences to your, your childhood friend. So, um, this, this, your, your friend, uh, Paul, uh, sorry, did you say it was a COVID complication? Is that what it was? No, they don't know why he died, bro. They, like, don't know why he died. He, uh, he got admitted because of pain in his stomach on Monday. And I guess he got an infection in his stomach. And what they think happened was the infection seeped into his blood, causing a disease called sepsis, um, mm. which is basically means you have an infection in your whole blood. You know what I mean? So um, That's really tough, man, especially in a very short turnaround like that. That is insane, man. Three days, man. Like, wow. Like, that's, that's really that's brutal, man. Like, yep. Condolences to, to his family, man, his loved ones and all that, man, because, yo, like we're losing people on a daily basis. You know, I got I got I got like friends who have lost people, very important people in their lives. And it's so sad. And I'm very like it's, it saddened me a lot. And I'm still very sad about it because I've actually, you know, met these people like I've met the, like the, the mother. We're talking about a mother, a yeah. mother. You know how tough that is? A mother losing yeah. your mother at, a, at such a young age um very tough very 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 sad and god uh you know rest in peace to all to everyone we've lost around around the world who who uh who had to unfortunately leave leave us because of this very very unfortunate situation that we're in uh across the world and it sucks um one thing that like stuck with me because it was obviously posted online and it, it it stuck with me and it's still on my mind till this day cat bro cat's mom you know his mom the guy lost seven family members due to covid bro. you know that seven i didn't know about multiple people wow that's even worse when you're losing seven people from one from one virus that is insane so the only one that i i knew about was his mom which is if, if it was me, like if I'm him, like that's probably the most biggest loss because that's his mom. Like that's his flesh and blood. And anyone who loses a mom, um, I, I, I like when it's like an untimely thing is so, so unfortunate. And I, my, my heart sinks when it, when that happens, when I hear about that and I don't want to keep this whole thing sad and gloomy, but just want to say my condolences to everyone who've lost their loved ones. And even want to say rest in peace to all of our our beloved celebs and athletes. You know, Chad Chad Chadwick Boseman, bro. That was that was a tough one, man. That was a tough one. Uh, if you saw those pictures before, man, they were shocking, bro. As a poor guy. Yeah, I mean, well, no, no. If, if you're talking about the way he looked because of his condition, because the guy got slimmer and he lost weight, is that what you're referring to? Yeah, man. It was just extremely horrifying, man. Well, not really, man. I mean, people just assume like, oh, why does he look like that? Like, you can't judge. You can't make these um, assumptions, right? Like, you don't even know what's going on. The guy hid this for all these years and no one even knew until just now. Yeah. 
you know oh and then now you feel bad about it but before you guys were criticizing him because he looked really skinny you don't know what he's what he's going through yeah and and you know um i know i sound like a little uh, much uh, kind of like a uh, like a bandwagon guy but now now i i'm like really tempted to go watch some of his critically acclaimed movies like jackie robinson and uh I, I think he did uh, one like that. That's the, the, the singer movie. Again, I apologize for forgetting this one, but some one of those movies that he did a biopic on, I definitely want to watch those. Like a Jackie Robinson movie or Jackie and another one he did for I think it was a singer. I think it was James Brown or I don't know if it was James Brown or some other famous singer. Maybe you can find it since you're Mr. Research Man tonight. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm just tempted to watch some of his uh, his work. Um. And you know, not and I'm not and I'm not gonna hold back. I will admit that when I watched Black Panther, it, it wasn't a movie that I was too like, my God, this was the greatest movie of all time. I wasn't even that impressed with that movie. I felt like I felt like it was very long and draining to me when I watched it in theater. And I only went because my friends dragged me along. But if I were to rewatch it again, maybe my perception on the movie will be different. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I think um, I think all of his films were great, but you'll have more of a of a uh, of of almost like an appreciation for them for sure. So. The last the last thing I watched of him was uh, the the barbershop um, uh, the the shop show that LeBron started, where he brings people as special guests uh, at the barbershop. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yep. And and. Uh, that one episode in particular had him on and this was before COVID though, right? Like this was, I think earlier this year, it was like right after or around the time the, um, the all-star weekend was happening. And uh, what's his name? Uh, LeBron wasn't even there. He, he had his boy Maverick was there. Yes. But Chadwick was there and he looked totally fine. And it was a great episode. Everyone was chopping it up just like how you and I are chopping it up. And um yeah, man, it's just so sad. And when you see a picture of him and Kobe together, it's like, oh man. I mean, shout out to the boy right here, the ghost. I still right can't here. believe he's dead. I feel like I still can't believe he's gone, bro. I still can't either. Like it's it's not something that I'll be able to process probably ever. And I can only imagine how his wife feels about it, right? Like his his wife, like that's his second half right there, and his children, and not only him, but like his beloved daughter, who also had a promising future in the game. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, man. I think, um, I think it's it's especially hard because the wife and the sisters lost not only a father but like a sister themselves, right? So yeah. it just makes it even worse, man. It's just it's so it's so sad, man. It's so sad for sure. Rest in peace to my guy Kobe Rest Bryant. You, and uh, if there's like anything else that maybe we could touch on, because th- this is our literal. Uh, our, not our pilot, but this is our season opener, our season uh, debut, our season three debut. George, you look funny as hell right now. You know that? I don't know if you're staring at me because I'm handsome like that, but you look lost as hell right now. <laughs> no, I'm not actually lost. There's just a, a post actually about my friend Paul. So they're doing the um, they're doing uh, the service on like this upcoming Saturday. So, um, and it's just sad. Like, it's just sad to actually look and see his picture there. He was our age, bro. Like imagine just being gone. It's fucking sad, bro. I don't know. 
By the oh, way, yeah, sure. by the way, you look like you came fresh off of a, like a two-hour workout right now. Like, how many how many pounds of steroids did you pump in those? I guns? have not even worked out at all today, bro. Oh my god. Or, no. or or at all like this entire since your kid was born or this year period? No, no, no. Like, of course I've been working out, but I I didn't work out today, bro. No. Today today was a busy day. Well, yeah, yo, uh, you'll you'll get back into it maybe next year. I don't know. Um, what about musically, George? Like like have you been keeping up? You you still have a Spotify account? Of course. Did you uh, did you check out your your 2020 Spotify Wrapped? No, I have not yet. No. You didn't even check that, bro. I thought you were like usually uh, active with the socials or at least Spotify. You would at least have a notification about it, and you would go check out what you what are your top artists, your top you know songs, like the things you stream the most. They are probably the exact same every single year, bro. <laughs> so with that being said, name them for me. What are the 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 usual five or ten. Oh, it's just it's the same old tracks, bro. Like, <laughs> like Biggie songs, old school techno songs. <laughs> just things like I don't know what to tell you, bro. I I I don't like new music. I can't. I can't get into it. You said old school is like. <laughs> I can't do it. Bro. What is love, love, baby? Don't hurt me. No, it's more like Aqua. Doctor Jones, Doctor Jones, coming. This is what you work out to. Oh, yeah, bro, for sure. <laughs> Look at the list, bro. Look at the list. I'll show you the list. Please pull it up. The one time I want you to post something up off your phone. Please. I and, to- uh, bro, and honestly, this is, this is a good note for us to actually finish because I got to go to bed. Okay, so hold up. Check this out. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> Wait, what is that? That's, that's your, like, top... Aqua, bro. That's like one of the top songs, bro. We got Aqua, Dr. Jones. We got... Uh, Not like, No Barbie Girl? Oh, 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 oh. A classic one of ours, bro. A classic. You could play uh, it live right now. Oh! Of course he's got the remix going. Ah! No, it's because they don't have the original on Spotify. I know, bro. I know. I discovered that recently. They Like, I went on his, on his album... The Joe Budden debut album, and that shit's gone. Like they only got that stupid remix with Fab, but it doesn't matter, man. Like I'm not surprised that you're still stuck in a certain era because you're like the oldest young guy that I know. You're too old to function, bro. Like it's not even fair. Like you're stuck in the '90s and the 2000s. Like it's insane. Like I actually, my top artist. I don't even know if you know who this guy is. I hope you do. If you're really a true hip hop head, The Alchemist of all people, Alchemist. Huh? Come on. Come on. Of course I know what that is. All right. Who, 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 who is that? Who would be? Tell me right now who that is. Like, what are you trying to say right now? Like, uh, what? Like songs, albums? Like, I don't know what you want me to do, but what do you want me like, to like, do? What, 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 like, what's he known for? What are his notable songs or that he's produced or something? Like, anything, period, that you know of the guy, just so that I can test your actual hip-hop knowledge right now. Ahorita pronto. Yalla. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I can say that he's a white dude. He's old. He's probably almost like 50 years old by now. Bart. Yeah. Well, um, get, so you I know what? I can't name you any songs, but I've heard his songs before. Got you, got you. So here's, here's a fun fact. He's actually nominated for Rap Album of the Year at the Grammys. So him and Freddie Gibbs, they dropped... I, I, don't, I don't show any love to the Grammys. They didn't even get one nomination for the weekend, bro. Not one. So they can go fuck themselves. 
How do you even know who the weekend is when you're stuck in the nineties and two thousands? You know the weekend? You know Saturday and Sunday. I have like 10 tracks on my on my all-time list of his. Uh, I thought the only weekend you knew was Saturday and Sunday, because like I didn't know you even nah, knew the artist. Bro. You you nah. sometimes really catch me off guard. Like you really surprise me with these curveballs that you throw at me. But listen, Alchemist, Freddie Gibbs, Royce the Five Nine. Uh, Nas, who is my my pick to win the the Grammy Rap Album of the Year 2021, and uh, some other guy named D Smoke. You should actually go check him out. You probably like his music because I feel like it's more in your lane. He sounds a lot like Kendrick Lamar. Do you not like Kendrick Lamar? Uh, I I like adore him, but I don't uh, focus. I don't actively music. try to seek his music, but when his when his tracks come on, I will listen for sure. I feel like the reason why you have the same shit every year is because you only listen to the same playlist that you created back in like 2012. Yeah. Fucking weirdo. George, uh, any last um, thoughts, any last anything before your, uh, your old ass goes to sleep? Uh, because, you know, this is our season three uh, premiere. Is that what we call it? A premiere? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess so, bro. Yeah. Season, season premiere, man. I'm really, I'm really glad... I'm just glad to see to see you, period, because honestly, I, there are times where I felt like, yo, like, is George really about it, about it, bro? Like, I haven't seen the man. In, in, in fact, physically, I haven't seen you since freaking March, since right before the lockdown began. But in terms of this, I haven't seen you since June. Like, that just gives you an idea of, like, how long it's been and, like, how preoccupied we are with our lives. But we can't forget about each other. We're two fucking Gs in a pod, cuz. Definitely, bro. And man, I George, I can't wait to play basketball, man. I'm well, blind, your your boy Zohan, aka Paul Ibrahim, uh, definitely made sure to bring that up right off the bat when he's when he logged on to IG Live with me. And uh, that's the first think? that's the first question he asked me. How did you wait? You saw the video, you liked it, but you don't even know what the guy said. No, I saw like two seconds of it, bro, and then I turned it right off. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Um, the so first bad. question he asked me is, yo, when are we going to play ball again? And he asked me if, if I was coming on the 24th to play ball. I was like, bro, like that's Christmas Eve. I got better shit to do, man. I mean, like who's trying to play ball on Christmas Eve? I got, I got things going on. That oh, day. no, 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 no. He's asking you that because Adam, our boy Adam from ball. Who, by the way, checked us out on, on IG Live. Shout out to him too. Yeah, Adam actually rented a basketball court for the 24th, but it's a co-ed one. So he's getting, I think his, I think like the wife is going and I believe his sister and her friends are going as well. So, but I don't know, bro, I don't understand during our, during a red zone lockdown, how are they allowing um, Rental all these people in a gym. gym. I'm kind of confused, to be honest, but whatever. You know what? You talk to your boy. Uh, let, let's just wrap this up, and then we'll talk further about that real quick. So with that being said, this is our season three premiere. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to see this little knucklehead over here. Um, I love you too, fam. Yeah, man. Much love to you. You know, sometimes I want to strangle you, but, you know, it's only done out of love, just like Homer does, Bart. And... Um, Yo, we'll be back really soon. We got some special guests lined up and I want everyone who's watching this to stay tuned and it's two G's in a pod, baby.